not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Podcast hosted by Bruce and Steve. So this one has felt felt a little snake bit from Jump. Okay, <laughs> episode forty-seven of Slurp Toast the podcast, and we are snake bitless. So let's see how this goes. What's up, my friend? It's been a while. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since last we spoke in San Diego at Comic-Con, um, I've had COVID. That was fun. What have you been up to? Uh, not having COVID. Excellent. You had a much better time off than I did then. By the way, oh, I, I, don't, I wore I this hat know. for a reason because this hat is stupid. I stood in, in the sun for an hour, got a sunburned thumb, and this thing fits like shit. Ooh, that is one hella huh? cheap hat. It really is. It's that a is snapback. One- and look how is that a front? That's it's a snapback, and I'm on the last button, and that's how it fits my head. <laughs> okay, so, and it's a no panel front, so yeah, yeah, it's got that foam front, so yeah. So glad I sunburned my thumb for that. You did better picking up the t-shirt, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Rocky. There we go. There we go. Had to turn up the sound. All right. So we'll just do a short one tonight. Let's catch up and you can go on vacation and I'll figure all the other stuff out before the next one. So we're going to be next time we'll be using StreamYard. Um, okay. And that'll allow us actually next time we'll, we'll be live streaming when we do this, um, posting directly oh, to our no. new face to our new YouTube channel that I created and I'm waiting for it to sync up. So we'll, okay. be, we'll be live streamers next time. Oh, man. Get us getting all highfalutin. Yeah, that could be depressing, though, as if we're, like, looking for, you know, reactions and there's just, like, nothing scrolling across the street. Do you care? I don't care. No. Okay. (laughs) And we're good. I just think, you know, I've been capturing this video for, you know, 47 episodes. Now I've got a backlog, and it'll allow me to capture it and publish it immediately. So that's a bonus. Good deal. So anyway, so you're going to Florida. Is this a fun trip? Is this a palmy trip? What are you doing? Um, we're going to go down to Mar-a-Lago and we're going to <laughs> protest something. We're not sure if it's going to be the application of justice, the heavy, heavy handed fascist. I, I'm, I'm I so think this confused. is the important question to ask. Are you an assassin? Are you a soldier? <laughs> Are you an errand boy? Thank Aaron you. Boy. I, I heard Aaron boy. I think it's Aaron boy all the way on this one. Yeah, that's funny. Nicely done, sir. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. It's like well, they took my stuff, and it was secretive. And Merrick Garland's like, you know what? Here, let's show yeah. all the people. Yeah, what we I got. know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm calling your bluff. Here you go. I'm all in. Mm. No, I think that's brilliant. I just love hey, that. Hey, Mitch. Kind of sad you stonewalled now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this could just be a huge, huge, huge uh, uh, power play by Merrick. Just a just uh, <laughs> you guys, I could have been on the court, this never would have happened. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you guys put me here. <laughs> this is your own damn fault. Oh, that's too funny. Um, I was gonna say, I don't know what I was gonna say. Um, so yeah, I still got a little bit of the brain fog. Um, yeah, that'll be that. You you'll have that. I mean, Chris did you I, have? Did you ever have it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah, Chris and I both had it, but I mean, we were vaccinated and all, so it was mild. I think that like by the fourth day, I was fever free and ready to go back to doing. Well, I wasn't ready to go back to work, but I was ready to like leave the house. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I only had like one really bad night, and it was just kind of I was tired earlier, and I have still have some like you know congestion in my chest that I can't break loose. But 
at like the aches and fevers and stuff. I had like one really bad night, one and night. Then I was okay. I mean, I, I only took one day off work. I was a dumbass. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like I took four for the stroke, and it, you know, I'm thinking I could have taken six weeks. I should have taken six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was back the next Monday. <laughs> Thanks, Dave and Randy. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was asked, why did you come back? Because like, I didn't want to screw up my PTM. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That and I just could not stand to be at home. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I got banished to the guest room slash my office for two mm-hmm. weeks, which is for quarantine, which was fine. Because, you know, we came home from the, from the convention and I slept in my bed for two nights and then I got promptly sent upstairs for two weeks. Um, and that got a little, that was the worst part was the just claustrophobia of being in that room pretty much 24 mm-hmm. seven. Yeah. And well, I mean, for us, it's, it, you know, we have enough room in the house that we can spread out, you know? So like yeah. when Kristen got it, uh, I just started staying down in the basement and then it was like, well, I've got a kitchen, I've got my own bathroom and shower. I, I don't really need to go upstairs ever again. So I was okay. <laughs> so, so it was like when you were living in the basement apartment, basically. Uh, the dimensions of my of this basement are very, very similar to that. <laughs> yes, that is not lost on me at all. <laughs> See, with the boys' home, I didn't. Ha- I had limited options. Um, did the boys could, get it? Connor did, and he'd already okay. had it. He had it like right okay. after he started school last spring, and then he he got it. Jack, you know, man of. Uh, Hypermetabolism did not get it at all. Uh, Laura did not catch it for me sleeping in the bed for two nights, and then. Uh... Well, and and you got it, and um, I was uh, I I thought for sure I was going to get it because the um, my Kansas City buddy, who he was supposed to fly to Phoenix and then fly home, and then all mm-hmm. of his flights got screwed up, so he ended up on another flight to Dallas, and ended up on my flight from Dallas to Kansas City. And when we get back, you use you text me and say, oh, by the way, I've got COVID. And then he sends me a note like the following morning says, hey, just a heads up. I tested positive for COVID last night. So I got into the COVID test at work mm-hmm. and was religiously testing myself every day for a week and kept waiting for that line. to. Sh- I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it's like an expecting couple waiting for that pregnancy line. <laughs> I know it was. Like, yeah. Because you're like, come on, come on. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm stuffy today. Okay. Uh, I got a headache. Okay. Well, I guess I still have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it was no fun working with it. I will tell you that for sure. I like focus was an issue. Speed was an issue. Uh, having conversations were an issue. I kept told several people, sorry, I'm recovering from COVID. And I've got the brain fog and can we try that again? You know, it's just like, I got, I got two, two firing synapses and they're not firing at the same time. My timing what, chains what, off. What was that part in the middle? Oh, wait, you probably told me something important right there. I probably need to repeat that. So yeah. What's so that? That no, no, fun. no. That part in the middle that the, the you're doing the Kevin Klein from uh, fish called Wanda thing. <laughs> right. I, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. So I did, like I said, I spent two weeks in the same room with the exception of coming down to shower. Uh, Cause I refused to share a shower with Connor um, just on principle. That's a good move. I'm going to yeah. say it's a good move. Uh, yeah. It just, no, just not happening. And, and Laura was amenable to that. So, uh, but I did spend a lot of time watching things on my tablet. So that was fun. Right, then. What'd I you got, watch? I see. I see. I was going to bring the list down. I watched the new Candyman that they made last okay. year. Pretty good. Pretty good. Solid update. Okay. For whatever right. reason, one night I decided I wanted to watch The Last Dragon because I had not seen that in 1985. I don't know. <laughs> See, clearly COVID brain was in play because it didn't work as a kung fu movie and it didn't work as a musical. I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> I was about to ask if, if that was the one where Sean Connery was the voice of the dragon. But <laughs> no, that was that Dragon Heart. There we go. <laughs> no, no. That was the... Uh, 
uh, <laughs> Bruce Leroy. Uh, okay. Was it the, the, uh, the guy from Motown? Barry Gordy did it like 85. And I don't know why I decided I wanted to watch that, but I saw it and I go, oh, I've never seen that. I made it through. Uh, it is definitely proof that Vanity only worked as a Prince side project. Um, but that's, <laughs> I'd always wanted to see Dark Blue, the Kurt Russell cop movie. I've uh-huh. never seen it. Uh, and I looked up the dates and it was because, probably because Laura was pregnant when it came out. Um, so I watched that one night. David Keith in that or Keith David? Uh, no, Bing Rames. Bing Rames? Yeah. And uh, Okay. Bing Rames? Yeah, Bing Rames. Yeah, Bing Rames is the, is the, uh, the up-and-coming cop. Yeah. And Kurt Russell's the crooked, sort of crooked, like, you know. Michael Chiklis, uh, the that, dude from Chicago PD. Yeah, he's that cop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, probably hasn't aged as well because it was set like in the early morning hours of the uh, Rodney King riots. So that didn't age necessarily so well. Ooh, no. It probably seemed really gonna... timely back in 2002. But Where you're in... watching it going, oh man, this is so. And then with... and you can you imagine all the interviews? Oh, yeah. yeah, man, that that always really kind of played into it. The cast and crew is very aware. We just really wanted to do that time justice. And you're going to watch yeah. those old interviews and go, that was a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I kept waiting for Denzel Washington's character for training day to walk through, quite frankly, but um, he never did. <laughs> That's another of the old crooked cops. <laughs> yeah. King Kong ain't got nothing on me, Kurt. Um, anyway, uh, hey, I watched the new Nash Bridges movie the other day. I'm sorry. It was on Peacock, and I, you know, they got suspended from the forest. Nash is like a private investigator or something. Uh, Cheech is, of course, running a pot shop. Of course, he's Cheech. <laughs> what else would he do? Uh, but utterly oh, forgettable after that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big Don Johnson guy, and I never watched Nash Bridges. Just couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, and after watch, I've watched a few episodes enough to know that it was just sort of you know harmless. Uh, well, we got fluff. it in the times. Yeah, we've got it in the time slot where we could just pump these out for five or six seasons, and no one's going to care. Exactly, exactly. And we put put people that that our demographic know <laughs> from their yeah, wild like and blood. crazy days. Yeah, yeah, it's like blue bloods. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And NCIS and mm-hmm. NCIS and NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. And I watched, uh, I finished the new season of Umbrella Academy, which I still okay. don't know how I feel about that show. That's just, it's kind of all over the fucking place. I'm oh, just, the books are too. Yeah, you, I, re- I read the, the last volume during quarantine uh, too, after I finished the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I, 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 I watched three seasons of it and I have no strong opinion. That should tell you all you need to know, I guess. Uh, yeah, I can see. I watched two, and I'm kind of like, eh, eh. I had I started it, it, and then I had COVID, and so the day I was homesick, I just binged it. I like the kids do. Um, mm-hmm. I watched the the gay Freddy Krueger movie because I'd never seen that. I don't know why I would decide that was one, and I feel like there's something. Oh, and I started watching. This was the best one I found was that animated Harley Quinn show that's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. The only project they haven't canceled over here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. CCH, yeah, Warner, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as John Oliver said earlier, he said, uh, "Hey, business daddy, I feel like you're torching my network for the insurance money, but I'm going to keep watching." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually really good. It was not what I was expecting at all. Um, I had not read anything about it. I was expecting, you know, the usual DC animated fare. Mm-hmm. It is fully R-rated. Okay. Profanity, violence, and it, and the like. Harley pops up on the screen and says, "Come on, you motherfucker!" For her first words, I'm like, "Oh, okay. This was not at all what I was expecting. Let's see what happens from here." <laughs> and things the, just got interesting. Yeah, and the voice casting is great. Uh, Callie Cuoco is Harley. Oh wow! And it actually works really well. Believe it or not. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Tony Hale is Doctor Psycho. Okay. So to hear Tony Hale screaming, God damn it, motherfucker, is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Buster <see>. mouth language. <laughs> let's see. Um, Tedrick Bader reprises Batman. That's all oh, I was nice. Yeah. Um, oh, what's the guy's name? King Shark is um, 
shit. I can't remember his name. Hold on. Uh, Alan Tudyk is a lot of voices, including Clayface. Okay. And he plays him as a very hammy actor. And it's so good because okay. he's so bad. Hold on. Um, shit. The King Shark is my favorite one. And I can't think of the guy's name. Um, Ron Funches. That's who it is. Ron Funches Ooh. with that high-pitched okay. voice is King Shark. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Christopher Maloney is the very drunk Jim Gordon. And so, um, yeah, that's it's actually a lot of fun. And um, I know you don't have HBO Max, but if you ever get the opportunity to watch that show, I'm about halfway through season two and Harley and Ivy just kissed and everybody's confused. So, Okay, then. So, yeah. Pretty fun. Jim Gordon went in to reclaim. They're doing kind of a season two is kind of a no man's land riff. And okay. Two Face had taken over the police station. And oh, by the way, spoilers. Um, and uh, Gordon went in just guns blazing. And it's just like, oh, nice. and like he's shooting all the Two Face goons. And there's the blood splatter and the heads popping. And it's like, wow, okay. We're going full wild bunch. I get it. I dig it. I dig it. So, so that was my big find while I was homesick. Yeah, that's about all. Right. And I'm only like, you know, three seasons late, but whatever. Um, it's okay. That's I, how I, I do things like, these days. Well, yeah, because like, I, I, you know, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've been rewatching that. I never saw the show when it came out and really disappointed that I didn't. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's kind of, I'm watching it at one point, Terry Crews and, and Holt, the captain, Andre Brower. Mm-hmm. Are doing something. I was like, "Wow, they put two black men in charge of all those white people." <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> you know? That's a good point. And, and it was just like, and it, and it's like, I'm like three or four. I may have actually watched the whole run, but it was like, I'm like on the my second watching the third season when I realized that, well, you just never see that on TV. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. And uh, it, it never struck me as like, I mean, it, it was like I would like to work for Captain Holt. I would like to work for Terry. I think that would be okay. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it was just kind of strange. And then you kind of look at the rest of the cast and realize, huh, only two white guys in it. Four. That's how you count Scully and Mulder or <laughs> Hitchcock. Hitchcock. I've never watched it. So I don't know who the character I mean, I know who Terry Crews and Andre Brower are, obviously, but I've never watched the show. You have to watch it because uh, Andre Brower is, is fantastic as the captain. Okay. He's emotionless no i mean you know there's a running gag in the first season it's like captain you're looking happy today yes of course i'm ecstatic you know like mm, hard to tell i mean they just <laughs> can never read it and every character is like that <laughs> okay all right well it's funny that you say that because laura and i were having the conversation the other day about you know as children of the golden age of television uh, children raised on television from the 50s through modern times as we move into this new television season there's nothing that we will be watching regularly on network television at this point yeah. <laughs> with this is us over we don't have anything else we're watching so we're looking for stuff so we'll go back and check that out yeah but no, I, I, I get it i think that's weird i mean because i can't remember a time when there wasn't like we were talking about how it used to be a big deal when they'd roll out like the new season in the fall and they do like the preview specials and the tv guide would have the big double size issue oh, yeah, yeah yeah and, and you'd find out all about the, you know the new shows and you'd like yeah read it and go oh crap oh, crap and that sounds interesting crap crap three yeah. episodes you know yeah but like i mean i told her i said i have no interest in any sort of law enforcement in chicago or criminal investigation so i think i'm out of luck i don't yeah that's cbs's bread and butter or nbc one of them both, both of them probably. both of them actually yeah so um no it's like my my tv watching has been centered around uh disney plus paramount and uh i bought the season of, of i don't have amc so i i shelled out a couple bucks for better call saul right um but yeah that's like what it you know it's like okay well tonight's better call saul night so i'm gonna you know jump on that and then let's, of course uh let's talk yeah. about saul shall we okay <laughs> yeah why not yeah we got one episode left as of this recording uh-huh. and from what i read earlier today vince gilligan is, is putting the heisenverse in the in the garage after this one 
don't stay too long. So, um, thoughts well, going the into this? Yeah, I think so. What are you going to do? <laughs> There's a joke going around the next one's Huel's rules. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> all right, it's a mineral, damn it. Um, thoughts <laughs> uh, um, going into the final episode? Um, I'm not enjoying the gene verse overly <laughs> much. Uh, I just, uh, it seemed like it had all this energy and all this drive. And then Howard gets shot. Mike buries him in the basement. They wrap up Lalo. And then all of a sudden you flip to Gene and you're kind of like, oh, hmm, yeah, guess we're going to run some crimes with Jeff now. You know, Jeffy. it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel, um, it, it really doesn't feel like a continuation of Saul's story. It's been very hit or miss. I've been par- parts of it. I've really enjoyed. Um, I loved when he went into the, the hidey hole and dug out the ring as sort of his, as sort of his fedora. Um, yeah. I mean, that was a nice touch. Um, and watching him plan it obviously was fun, but yeah, I, I've not been super jazzed with the, uh, the gene, Gene verse either. It's been fun watching Carol Burnett, obviously with Bob Odenkirk. I think that's been fun, but that's just stunt casting. Um, yeah, it, it feels like they could have, instead of, we're getting what, like three or four episodes in the Gene verse? Yeah. In Gene it's, world. And I, I think that we could probably have done with maybe two less. Uh, or they could have sprinkled them in earlier, you know? And like they did have been the way to do like they did the uh, Albuquerque flight down situation. And was that season three of breaking yeah. bad? Mm-hmm. Just kind of go. Okay. And then when it pops up again, you go, Oh yeah, we're doing this again. Instead of it being the whole back nine. Or, it. or just do a longer black and white intro. Oh, you there know. you go. Yeah. But yeah. You kind of extend those out till you have like one episode that is all black and white. And I like that's that. how you you tell, and this would have been the, the episode to have done all in black and white. This last one, yeah, when he's so found you could out. have told the story, done this, because then you would have been able to, I think, play a little bit more with Kim's conscience, and you know whatever thing that that Saul's going through, whether it's boredom or ennui or, you know, I, I just feel like this, that they. And stunt casting, you know, throwing Walter White and Jesse in there. Uh, As Laura pointed out, they're making sure to keep uh, Aaron Paul in knit hats so you can't see his receding hairline and his wrinkles on his forehead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, I, I applaud them for not going Jesse's with like the digital. Again? Yeah, I applaud them for not going with the digital de aging. I mean, I, I appreciate that they didn't. But uh, yeah, it's very obvious he's like, you know, supposed to be six years 45. younger and he's. 20 years older um, exactly yeah but anyway it is what it is and i i'm curious to see how they run it out next week and we'll see and we'll talk about it when you get back but yeah i've it, the, up to the howard getting capped every episode was just like clinched anxiety and now it's been kind of like okay here we go there hasn't been the hasn't been the uh shootout in the desert the hank getting hank and yeah. gomi getting gapped capped in the desert switch that was when in the back half of breaking bad's final season when they flipped the switch and it was really a good flip because then everything changed because walter lost all of his power right. and it's kind of almost the reverse here with with saul trying to get his power back i don't know i'm just thinking out loud now so no like i said i think that if they broke the story up because there's just not i mean there's it's no, not compelling uh, it's not. There's like no fun in the cons that he's pulling. Like, okay, I'll take this back. So when he's befriending the Cinnabon or the, uh, the the mall cops guy, right? That was fun. Good setup. Good story. And they wrapped it up nicely at the end. Okay, mm-hmm. we're done. So you're like, all right, cool. Okay. But then he comes back for more, and he, when he comes back for more, it's sleazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's, not even a, it's no longer cutesy slipping Jimmy, you know, taking a guy for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, there's nothing redeemable about what they were doing to the guys. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, no, nothing whatsoever. So, um, should we should we talk about Comic-Con a little bit since, you know, we hinted at it at the top of the program? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, your boys need some training, man. Yeah, they punked out. I should on me. not I should not outlast two 19-year-olds. They're soft. <laughs> They're soft. <laughs> I was disappointed too. Uh, I, I, I apologize for not training them up for that. I, they're just, they're lazy and Connor's <laughs> going to listen to this and come for me, but that's okay. Um, I've still got the picture of him passed out on the table at Lolita's and it makes me laugh every time I see it. Um, well, that was the part that cracked me up. I'm like going, guys, I went out after I saw <laughs> you last night. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up walking the whole show. Your dad and I are going to go back and walk it some more. And then we're going to go out for drinks afterwards. <laughs> and then I'm going to go out again after that. <laughs> yeah. And here we are at three in the afternoon and you're napping at a. <laughs> uh, we've had, we've had a great deal of fun uh, with uh, recap, recounting uh, Jack's accidental hate crime. Um <laughs> And yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do miss not you know walking three blocks and being at Lolita's. Uh, if I want to be, that was nice. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, I walk three blocks. I'm at a Ralph's, and you know, it's an inner city grocery store, so it's an adventure. <laughs> it's like going to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and then the night you went to your Funko thing, we went. We took a car out to, I forgot where, uh, one of the burbs. Uh, I think we talked about Connor's a big Blink-182 fan in one oh, of yeah, their songs. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned the Mexican restaurant Sombrero. Um, and he, okay. ever since we got the tickets, he wanted to go to Sombrero. Okay, that's fine. Whatever, we'll do that. That's, it was a uh, strip mall Mexican place. It wasn't bad. I mean, as strip mall Mexican places go, it was, it was decent. Um, and like in the men's room, there was graffiti all over the wall for Blink. I'm sure there was in the women's restroom as well, but apparently it's like a big deal to make, make if you're a fan to make the trip there. So I'm glad we got to do that for him. But uh, yeah, so we did that. What up, Sombrero? No matter who you are, whatever you do, please don't try this at home. And we're back. This episode continues to be haunted by snake bites, but we'll get through it. <laughs> <laughs> What were we talking about when my internet failed? Oh, that you had Lolita's. I had Ralph's. Oh, that's right. That's right. I've never been in that Ralph's. Uh, it's a grocery store. It's meant to look like nice and high end, but mm-hmm. kind of hard to do when, you know, like every third person is clearly homeless. Um, <laughs> that's the problem San Diego has. The entire downtown gas lamp, East Village needs a good power washing. It does. And, and the weird thing, they don't like bother anybody. They so don't. Like, they just sit there. And, but it's kind of one of those where you're like, should I be depressed? Should I be sad? Nobody's asking for a handout. So I'm not depressed or sad, but come on, guys, let's get it together. Well, it's, ever since we've been going to Comic-Con in this last decade, I've always told Laura, well, if I ever end up homeless, I'm going to figure out how to get to San Diego because if I got to be homeless, that's the place to do it. It really is. The weather's perfect. They don't seem to care if you're on the streets. I mean, if they don't, if they don't clean it up for Comic Con, then they're never cleaning it. Uh, uh-uh. no. So I guess you know that's worst case. My worst case scenario. I'm my son's going to commit a hate crime on me. Um, <laughs> accidental hate crime. Accidental hate crime. That is the key. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. seriously, kicking a homeless guy in the head is pretty bad. <laughs> especially when you're wearing combat boots especially when you're wearing those big old boots yeah oh and again we should stress unintentionally and yeah it was totally an accident um and it's not defense, like the guy the, was the tent was sticking out into the sidewalk there we go and the guy was in the tent so it's not like we were walking down the street and his head and- was on the street side of the tent not against the building where it would have been safer uh, none of this is here or there, but my son did not intentionally kick a homeless guy in the head. Let's just be clear. Hey, could you imagine tuning in and say, God, let's, you know, they're, they're going to talk about what it was like at Comic-Con and they're talking about <laughs> accidentally it, kicking a homeless man Accidental hate crimes committed at Comic-Con. Um, so uh, in that, we, once we got into Comic-Con and the children's heads, you know, reformed after being blown. Um, to be honest, it was actually low-key. 
It really was. Um, as we I mean, discovered I, and discussed, Dark Horse Comics was not a presence this year, which I found odd. Mm-hmm. They usually have a very large presence, right? They're sort of in the middle. Um, I mean, DC really didn't have anything. Not much. Um, Marvel, Disney had a sizable presence, um, but I, um, I feel like they're holding out some stuff till D23. Yeah, exactly. But it was nice to see them there. Um, or whatever it was worth. Um, yeah. It was, I mean, it was busy where it was supposed to be busy. It was a lull, sadly, over in the comic book section. But, you know, it was really nice with that when you and I went back without my teenage sons that afternoon on Wednesday, Thursday. And, like, we walked through the heavy side. And you literally, it was almost like an, almost like an airlock. Like, you got through the media section. And you could breathe. Yeah, and like it was really weird to me that day how much of a difference there was in. Um, it's whatever. always it, either our first year it was like that, but it has become more pronounced. Yeah. And I think that by moving like the anime stuff to the one end that they have maybe tried to balance out that crowd load You're because right. that that anime stuff used to be kind of in the back in the middle somewhere between like the food court and Funko. Yeah. And so they, since they moved it over on that side, it's, I think, like I said, a little bit of load balancing. Um, I actually, I've never really walked around over on that side, but they usually have um, the biggest, you know, like go and climb into our virtual set and have your picture taken with things. Um, and the, yeah, they had all those statues there and mm-hmm. then the, the tops people had their little booth with the prints and, and they were giving away the free stuff. The free posters. <laughs> they were giving away free posters, man. <laughs> and what we're talking about is this man who was trying to give away He-Man posters and his entire selling point was, Hey, they're free. They're free posters. It's like a free Did poster. You get a poster. They're, they're free. free. <laughs> yeah. And I turned to a guy next to me who had two in his hands and said, Whoa, it looks like you got some of those free posters. And he turned to me and goes, yeah, man, they're free. They're free. Do you get me? <laughs> so I enjoyed you and I just wandering around kind of taking stupid pictures, like goofing with the installations too. We hadn't done that in forever. And that was fun. And that was, no, that was great. And and that's always been kind of over there. Um, and it was easy to do because if you try and do that over on the other side, like oh, I'm going to get a picture taken with the walking dead zombies, it's a madhouse and it's yeah. like 20 people deep and you're trying to take your picture and you're trying to be funny. And you know, you've got some ass hat Asian dude. Who's just like, uh, uh. not to say that all the Asians are ass hats, but there are some, they, but there, there are, are some, some ass hat white dudes. Just like, I mean, you know, they're just so oblivious to shit. And I, and I, ass hats are international. I mentioned this to my daughter. I was like, man, I could, these motherfuckers just walk into, I didn't say the motherfucker part, but I could, these guys had just come out of the woodwork. And I mean, they're completely oblivious to anyone and everyone around them. You know, my big joke with the the Funko people is like, I'm training for Comic-Con. I've put on my backpack and I'm going to go to the mall and crash into people. (laughs) (laughs) And, and not say sorry. It's <laughs> just it's good. good. Um, it, but when I mean, we are not. We were decent sized guys, both of yeah, us. Yeah, we're not I small mean, people by any means. If we decided to go full contact, we could. Do, if we went too wide, full contact, we clear out some space. Yeah, we could do it. We, you'd look back and it'd be like fifteen people in wheelchairs and <laughs> moms with strollers behind us, going, "Oh, thank God you're here." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that we try that next year. Because <laughs> trust me, I've been that guy, the bulldozer, and look back and had like a mom or somebody in a wheelchair who's just like, oh, thank God, man. Thanks for pushing him out of our way. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. done it. I've done it. I'm just thinking if we did it too wide and just and like maximized our size, they would, would uh, throw us a parade. They, now well, we'd we, have to we, lead we, it. We, <laughs> I was about to say the same thing or word to that effect. We'd be leading our own parade. But yes. Yes, great minds. They try and hoist us on their tiny shoulders, and it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, yes, yes. 
Uh, oh, that's too funny. Hey, I got something on my desk. Oh yeah, what you yeah. got? What you got? I got I got a new micro brawler. Oh yeah, who did yeah. we get? Who did we get? We got Bloody Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> Those boobs look kind of insane. Yeah, it got, might be the lighting. No, no, those... he's got boobs. <laughs> I noticed it when I was bringing it out here. It came while I was I was uh, on the washing. Yeah. Oh wow, those are even more pronounced outside of the packaging. Yeah. <laughs> so some so, designer. Wait a minute. So here's here's how that process works. There's a designer who's got that belt across the middle. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> but he he's got that belt across the middle, and he's just flipping back and forth between two tops. <laughs> <laughs> one peeks over the other does not peek over not peek over peek over not peek over peek over not peek over uh, if somebody comes and looks over your shoulder and goes <laughs> peek over you gotta go peek oh over. yeah it's somebody <laughs> like us <laughs> he's gotta have kids and then it shows up and then they're prototyping it and somebody's like really again <laughs> again with the man tits the man with the man boobs you, you need help <laughs> Uh, approved <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean oh he's got the, the back ass too. oh my god he's got back fat holy yeah. crap yeah that was done as a labor of love it really was as somebody who's got a tremendous sense of humor can you see like the the fork marks in the forehead oh wow i mean I, yes very nice I, they go the complete like if i did it it would go from here to here like the complete wow I love the Brody that's on my desk upstairs, but I may like that one more just because, you know, and I think oh, I'm done with fun. those. For, I think I'm done with those for a while. I have bloody Terry Funk, bloody Abdullah and Bruiser Brody. I think I'm good. Yeah. Everybody says that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's right before of, they go, my God, how did I get this basement full of pops? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which, I love my Thunder Frog. Oh, my God. That was uh, I've, I've so slowed down on buying the, the, the Funko stuff because it's so, how do I say this? Vanilla, plain, boring, you know, characters I could, don't care about. Right. <laughs> but that one came out and it was just like, I will go to Target every day until I find this. <laughs> well, it was like two days before we left. I saw a picture. I think it was on Facebook. Walt Simons and somebody had sent him one. Holding he was, him, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, and I and I didn't, hadn't seen the exclusives list or anything else. And I was actually standing in that line at Entertainment Earth to get the uh, the Randy Savage pop. And then I saw that they had the Frog of Thunder. And well, things changed. Yeah. Earth. And then I saw. I go, what are you getting? Because I, I, I came up to you. I was like, how close are you? Like, I'm getting the Frog of Thunder. And I'm like, oh shit. And I went to the <laughs> back of the line. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I got one for myself. Yeah, it was funny when I went to pack it. Mm -hmm. I deconstructed everything because I couldn't get it to fit because okay. the box was too big. So I took him out of the box, laid the nice. box down flat between some of my clothes, mm -hmm. and then put him in my backpack with the okay. plastic. Anyway, then I got home and reconstructed it. And then the other day, I finally took it out of the box. And put it on yeah, my that's desk. that's one that has to come out of the box. Oh yeah, he's got a he he will sit on my desk for as long as I have a desk. I think I, he's, he's special, it, but it is, it's one of those where you see it and you're just like, I, that's it. That's mine. Uh, I'm not, you know, I haven't seen anything they've produced recently that I have to have. I'm not one of these shills who you know, Funko listens to this. Wow. Hail of fame. He's calling him shills. He's doing this anyway. Uh, but it's like, you know, I, okay they had exclusives how many did i want four how many did they have like 30 <laughs> um i got up early thursday morning and they went live before the con started i got online i bought everything i wanted i was done <laughs> <There> was <laughs> i had nothing going into it i mean I, I i had nothing pressing that i really necessarily wanted like i said i didn't know frog of thunder was going to be an exclusive had a couple of trades i had you know my mind on and um hang on a second yeah. we, we had a technical difficulty we're, um, we're um so yeah i had a couple of trades i was looking for didn't find those I actually found one of them at that comic shop that we stumbled upon in the gas lamp but i went with nothing on my want list and so i came back with the frog of thunder and 
the little uh, Batman luchador pin. So. Yeah. Well, my, you know, my wife is like, what did you buy? And I was like, eh, I bought like four things. That shag thing. Yeah. Which that was I, cool. I, lucky I went back. Uh, there are people selling that online for like 350, 400 bucks. Wow. <laughs> I'm kind of like, uh, dudes, it's pretty small. Maybe you don't realize it. It fits just inside the palm of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like that in that Doctor Strange, Frog of Thunder. And that was, uh, and, and you, bought no, you bought Nova. And I bought Nova. And then I also got some trades. I mean, but the stuff I had on my want list was those vintage Shogun Warriors. Right. Little three and a halfers. Um, I, I mean, you know, you, you walked them with me. Those toy dealers, I don't want to say they were crap, but so many of them were pop heavy stuff that basically if you go to target every day, you could fill a booth just like they did. Right. Um, you know, I did, I just didn't feel that there was like a real great, uh, selection of stuff. There really wasn't from that, from that perspective. Um, you know, my buddy, um, John who sells the, the, the Gundam models, right. You know, um, when I worked his booth here in town, I mean, he did way more business than I thought he would, but he was also the only guy who was selling those model kits. There you go. That's how you do it. Yeah. And they, they, they all the, de- that's the other thing too, is when you're talking to all those dealers, they, they, there's a circuit and they all travel the same circuit and they all talk and dish on what sells, what doesn't, why they didn't bring this, why they brought that. They swap out merchandise. They talk about how much they're charging, how much they should charge. Just so you know, those prices are a little collusionary. <laughs> <laughs> kind of always. And I kind of always thought there might be like an inside track on some of that. I'm just, by the way, I'm looking here and dude, you could have the sickest Fu Manchu. Oh, yeah. If I were to get rid of this stuff in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, the last time I shaved this part off in the middle, this uh, all of this, uh, <clears throat> I looked like uh, Clint from Jaws. <laughs> and you went swimming with bow-legged women? Yes. My wife made me shave that night. <laughs> <laughs> Jack keeps trying to get me to shave this. He wants me to have the full Lemmy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> because... It's the uh, Martin Van Buren. <laughs> like sleeping in my bed. Thank you. Um, so, oh, that's everything I had. You got anything else you want to talk about tonight? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, yeah, I got, I, I think we're done. I think, uh, yeah, I got nothing. Okay. Uh, anything I'm, building, I'm building uh, anything on my desk. You know, I showed off. Uh, <laughs> my my lego robot who's been named greg by my my love lovely child why you know, greg i don't know uh because i was hoping to do something really cool and stuff but anyway so is that your work table behind you yeah kind of <laughs> it's a bit of a disaster it's usually where i set up the 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 my laptop okay so um you know, Greg has the sword and he's basically inspired by the Shogun Warriors. Right. And he's based off of Lego's uh, Super Robot three in one creator set. So, in case anybody wants to create their own, but I found a place that sells Lego parts by the pound here in town. And you can go dig through bins and just pull out stuff and, you know, and buy. I don't know, this box of parts for like eight bucks. That's an interesting business model. I think they're doing pretty good because they also take older sets that are retired mm-hmm. and are selling those at amazing markups. Because <laughs> you're like, I got that set. Is it really worth $800? You know, I've got two giant, two or three giant buckets of parts in my, in my attic right now. So I anyway, so go ahead. no, no, I, I have buckets of parts too. And so we created the second shogun warrior nice <laughs> inspired robot we've got uh it looks like it has a beehive yes it's got guns on his hands uh yes he does have sort of the beehive head which we just changed the color of 
uh, an articulated shield that nice. spins around and moves forward and back. <laughs> wow. Yes. So this is uh, Greg's Greg's running buddy in black and purple. Um, it's actually quite relaxing to build these things, uh, you know, except when you you look at the clock and you're like, oh, my God, I, I sat down at eight. It's, uh, it's been nice. We'll tell, <laughs> tell you a funny story uh, about uh, hanging out with, with Connor the other day, and then we'll call it a night. Um, I, he was in the media room upstairs playing uh, Xbox Jack was at work. I finished work and I wandered in and he was playing Grand Theft Auto, whichever one it is they have on the Xbox. I don't even know. And I'm, can, can I have a turn? Yeah, this will be funny. Okay. He gives me the controller. I start jacking cars. <laughs> start <laughs> stopping cars, getting out and shooting people, getting back in the car and evading the police. And I, I think I was like 20, 25 minutes into it. And he goes, you haven't died yet. I'm like, son. <laughs> Do you realize how long I played these games before you existed? You remember like sitting in your little bouncy chair in front of the TV while I played Vice City? No, you don't. <laughs> I had a game on the PlayStation 2 called Driver. The only thing you had to do was drive the getaway car. I can drive this thing all day long. I, I hijacked a bus, drove it into the, into the underground train tunnels, into the sewer. <laughs> He's like, how do I? I'm like, why not? Well, I think <laughs> I drove the bus as far as I could. I got it wedged and had to walk out from underground. <laughs> I remember when the game... When it, when it came out, your explanation of the game was that for as long as you and I have been playing video games, there was limits on what you could do. Mm -hmm. You, If you had a, a race game, you could only drive in the, in the direction of traffic. If you played a game like this, you could only do certain things. And it's like they took all the safeties off of the hollow deck. It's true. There's and no so bumpers. now it's there just no whatever your, at all. Yeah. And whatever your imagination could do, that was it. You know, so whatever you can imagine, you, you, what happens if I slap this hooker? You slap a hooker and you get money for it. Okay, great. So now you're driving around slapping hookers and that gets boring. <laughs> so now you're running around, you know, running over people. I mean, <laughs> was, I was telling Connor there was, I think it was on Vice City. It was one of the, I think that was like the last one I actively played, but there was one of them and it had a, a boulevard long straight away. Mm -hmm. It was bisected by a row of buildings. So one way, the other way. You could go like this long stretch, right? And in the halfway down, there was a bank, and it was glass on both sides. And it was two stories. And I would get my wanted level up as high as I could get it. Uh -huh. And I would just crash into that thing and stand on the second floor and just <laughs> till they brought the tank and blew me away. I was like, why wouldn't I do that? Why, why? And then try and steal the tank before they can kill me. I mean, make up your own game. That's the, I don't understand, like, you know, the mission necessity. It's just, let's see what we can get away with. Absolutely. Yeah. He, was just, he was just gobsmacked <laughs> the way I was playing. And I'm like. I, I get the impression that he has grown up with this one impression of people our age. Yes. And I don't know how. Um, and, and, and then seeing us together, he was like, man, you guys just like riff all the time. Because <laughs> like me and my friends. And I'm kind of thinking, no, nah, I'm willing to bet we're way funnier than your friends. <laughs> <laughs> we're certainly more well-rounded. Um, <laughs> we can riff about a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, we start dropping our history jokes and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you guys are going to sit there and go, uh, Blink 182. <laughs> I was I was stealing cars and like putting them in like reverse and then bootleg turning to go the other way. <laughs> and he's like, and like finding the narrowest spots to turn into. I'm like, I'll just steal another one if I wreck this one. I don't care. Why not try it? And he's like, but that's not how you play the game. That's how I play the game. How else are you supposed to play the well, game? It's boring to play it the way you're playing it. Yeah, you mean you're just going to follow the mob boss's rules? <laughs> Fuck that guy. You weren't <laughs> part of the system, punk rock boy. <laughs> hey, Connor, we're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, let's call it a night. You got a trip to get ready for it. My wife uh, was up to like 2.30 reading some legal thing last night. And she came out here to tell me it's time to go to bed. So um, that's going to... It's do- time for her to go to bed. Well, that too. But anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, episode 47, Sorp Toast, a podcast in the books. Steve's mm-hmm. going on vacation, so we'll see y'all in a couple of weeks. And until then, bye.